morning, everyone, and welcome to TNT Devotionals. I'm so glad to be here with you today. My name is Carrie Ojeski, and I have the privilege of leading the pastoral care team here at New Hope. That includes the prayer partner ministry. We have tons of prayer partners online right now. Um, if you're a prayer partner, will you just pop in the chat like, hey, that's me. I'll pray for you. A lot of you guys are awesome about doing that. Um, and some of you are awesome prayer warriors in the chat, and you're not even on the prayer partner ministry yet. So thank you guys so much uh, for being here and being online today. Of course, leading this ministry team does not happen by me alone. Uh, I have awesome people who help a ton. Um, we've got Angela at the Friendswood campus. Hey, girl. Um, Leslie at Webster and Michelle at Alvin. They usually hang out on Facebook. And then Mary is alongside me at 288. These are amazing women. Um, we also get to work with Pastor Howard, who's a dear friend. He's got a wealth of knowledge and wisdom. He easily shares that with our team, and we appreciate him so much. Um, and we have amazing, phenomenal volunteers. These guys just really, truly take prayer seriously. They love the Lord. They love praying for our church family. Um, if you don't know a prayer partner or you haven't yet asked for prayer for yourself, you're really missing out on this awesome opportunity to get connected to your church family and to the heart of God. It's a really cool thing to get prayer support. Um, you can do that today. You can put a prayer request in the chat and we'll start praying for you that way. Or you can text the word prayer to 642123 and that'll send you back a link to the prayer wall, which is online 24-7. You'll get reminders of People are praying for you. It's just really um, helpful in our in our walk to increase our faith by having other people pray for us and seeing God do awesome things. Um, so speaking of prayer, we have a really neat season coming up in the life of our church family. So we're doing this official relaunch of the church. Now we know we never actually shut down the church. We've been constantly going even during the pandemic, but we're gonna relaunch to the public on Thursday, August the 19th, or if you're a Sunday morning person, Sunday, August 22, that weekend of August 1922, and that'll be the movie series. I'm super excited about this, can't wait for it. Um, Y'all be praying about that because it's in the works right now. Um, but at New Hope, we, uh, we always pray before and during and after everything. So we're gonna spend the 21 days prior to the relaunch in prayer, specifically in prayer for our ones as we get ready to invite them to the movie series. So the 21 days of prayer is gonna kick off on July 26th, that's a Monday, and we're gonna start praying for our ones using a devotional book that you're gonna get at church on that weekend before that. So July 22 if you're Thursday, July 25 if you're Sunday morning. We're gonna have this book available online if you can't get in the building to get a, a copy of the paper book. Um, but each day for 21 days, this devotional book is gonna guide us in how to pray for our church, how to pray for ourselves, how to pray for our ones as we get ready to invite them to New Hope and the relaunch. So we're also gonna take a pause on these parables. We've been doing parables in TNT um, for a while now, and we're gonna take a pause for those 21 days so that we can really get into praying for our ones. Um, it'll be a concerted effort around that. Uh, and then on August the 15th, we're gonna have a time of prayer and celebration as we complete that 21 days of prayer challenge. Um, that evening on August 15th, we're gonna meet at every local campus for a time of prayer, worship, and praise at seven o'clock. So it's gonna be an awesome evening. Um, if you're like the kind of person that marks in a calendar, I, I live by my calendar and see what's on, on the plan. So let me go through some dates really quickly if you want to jot these down, okay? The weekend of July 22-25, we're going to get our 21 Days of Prayer devotional book at church. So don't miss church that weekend. It's also going to be online if you happen to be getting it that way. Day one begins that next Monday, July 26th. 
We're going to follow that individually in our homes with our families for the next 21 days. And then also corporately, we're going to highlight some of those devotionals here on TNT. And then day 21 is on August 15, which is a Sunday. We'll have the 21 days of prayer celebration night at 7 o'clock at all campuses that night. Now, don't miss this event. If Sunday happens to be your life group meeting night, bring your life group. If August 15th is a time when your family is going to be coming back in from an out-of-town vacation, be back in time for 7 o'clock. If you've already got plans elsewhere that evening of August 15th, just cancel those plans because this is going to be worth it, you guys. Make it a date night. Make it a family fun night. Make it a private appointment between you and God. Just be sure to make it to this event. It's going to be worth it. Um, your family, friends, yourself, your, your church family, uh, God, everybody's going to be here. <laughs> so come out on August the 15th and celebrate all that God has done in the 21 days of prayer before and all that he's going to be doing in the lives of our ones and in our church family. I'm super excited about that. And then the following Thursday, August 19 and Sunday, August 22, we'll have our official relaunch with that first weekend of the movie series. And hopefully we'll be seeing a lot of new faces at our campuses. Um, this movie series is the perfect time to invite your one to New Hope. So this is your opportunity, guys. This is what we're all building towards. We're going to pray before and during and after and see God do incredible things. I can't wait to see what he's going to do about this. Um, so we're going to pause for a second, go to him in prayer right now. And then we'll hop into our parable for today. Y'all pray with me. Woo, Lord, I'm already talking fast. God, um, we pray, Lord, uh, for this relaunch. Um, we pray for our ones uh, that you have already put on our hearts, um, that you know these people that uh, don't yet know you, and you love them already, and you love them anyway, and you have put us in their world to uh, grow a relationship with them so that we could invite them to church and let them start a relationship with you, Lord, and that would be the ultimate win for us. So I just pray for our hearts to be ready. I thank you for all the uh, work ahead of time going into um, getting these devotionals ready for uh, 21 days of prayer and for the people that are going to be committing to praying. And just I'm so, so grateful. And um, we are expecting to see an incredible harvest of people who come to know you for the first time uh, because of our efforts. So just bless our church family. Help us to um, seek you and uh, draw our ones into, uh, uh, into a, a building, into a church service, into an online gathering, Lord. Help us um, draw them close to you and, and let your salvation be known to them. We love you. We trust you. And uh, we thank you so much uh, for letting us be part of this church family. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All righty, friends. Uh, today we're going to be looking at the parable of the body's lamp. That's found in Matthew 6, 22 and also in Luke eleven thirty four. I'm going to be reading the body's lamp from Luke eleven thirty four. So. Um, if you can find that in your, in your Bible. Uh, does anybody know what the body's lamp is? It's kind of an odd question. Can you think of a body part that functions like a lamp? A lamp gives light when it's on and darkness when it's off. If you guessed your eyes, you're correct. I wore my glasses today for you guys. <laughs> Let me read this parable for us and then we're going to dig into it a little bit further. Uh, this is Luke chapter 11, verse 34. Jesus says, your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eyes are healthy, your whole body is also full of light. But when they are unhealthy, your body is also full of darkness. See to it then that the light within you is not darkness. Therefore, if your whole body is full of light and no part of it dark, it will be just as full of light as when a lamp shines its light on you. 
So Jesus is using the image of eyesight to convey an important spiritual principle in this parable, as he always does. Bad eyesight is often used in the Bible as a metaphor for stupidity, for spiritual blindness. As a lamp, this makes me think of just being kind of dim. Um, maybe you put a 40 watt bulb in a lamp that surely could have and probably should have handled a 100 watt bulb and you'd be able to see more clearly if you'd use the right wattage. Um, so let's not be dim or dull, but be bright and full of light. We're gonna focus in. That's my dad joke for the day. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, Second Peter 2 says, a person is nearsighted and blind without these qualities, faith, goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, mutual affection, and love. So as with any parable, there's the obvious vision matched with the spiritual truth. Two different kinds of blindness, physical blindness and spiritual blindness. So spiritual blindness is an inability to understand the things of God, kind of being dim to what God's up to in the world. The examples from scripture and Jesus healing the blind, there are those who are blind and realize this and those who don't even know that they are blind. So when explaining to the disciples at the very beginning, when he started teaching in parables, he explained to the disciples that it was the scriptures that might be fulfilled. And then he quoted Isaiah 6, 9, the, the uh, prophecy of when they look, they won't really see. So he uses parables because some people would look and not actually see. So are we looking without really seeing? That's the question for today. Revelations 3.17 gives us this challenge. It says, you say, I'm rich. I've acquired wealth. I don't need a thing. But do you not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked? You do not realize that you're blind? Sometimes we are looking without really seeing. Now, blind Bartimaeus is a great example of someone who knew he was blind. And he called out to Jesus to heal him. Can you imagine being born in absolute darkness, never even knowing anything such as sight or seeing light or colors? It, was that even an option? It's really too strange for us who are born with sight to fathom, but somehow blind Bartimaeus, he knew that there was more to this life than just stumbling around in the darkness. Did someone tell him he was blind, right? Did someone explain what sight was and what he was missing out on? How did he even know that he couldn't see or what seeing even means? Like that's such a hard thing to grasp if you don't understand it in the first place. But blind Bartimaeus knew and he called out to Jesus to be healed. I remember in elementary school, I did an awful thing. I'm gonna go ahead and confess it to you guys. <laughs> I memorized the vision chart <clears throat> on my eye screening exam. As the kids in line before me at the school nurse office, uh, they are flashing their hands in certain directions to show which way the E's were facing. Do you guys remember those kinds of eye exams? Whew, well, I used my time waiting in line to my advantage, or what I thought was my advantage. <laughs> actually to my disadvantage. But I just regurgitated those same directions on the eye chart as I had memorized them from the kids before me. Not as I could actually see them for myself. My vision is nowhere near 2020, y'all. It's more like 20 over 500. <laughs> it's bad. There was no way I was going to pass this vision test, honestly. <sighs> but a few years later, in junior high, getting colorful glasses became a fashion statement, and so I gladly went to the optometrist. I got in on that fad, and yes, totally confirmed, I was nearsighted bad. They said, how do you see the chalkboard? And I was like, wait, what? People see the chalkboard? <laughs> I could 
couldn't, I couldn't see far at all. I used to memorize what my friends were wearing in the morning before school. So when I saw them coming down the hall during the passing period, I would know by their clothes to say hi to them from a reasonable way off. I was very nearsighted, but I didn't realize that others weren't in the same boat as me. I remember distinctly riding home in the car that day when I got my new glasses and I was looking out the window and I saw for the first time, I had no idea that people with 20-20 vision could see leaves on the trees or blades of grass or be able to read words on street signs. I had no idea. This was all new to me. All my life, I have been looking without seeing which leads me to that other type of blind folks. Blind Bartimaeus, he knew he was blind, but there are others who don't even know they're blind like me before I got glasses. But for spiritual blindness, the Pharisees back in Jesus' day, they definitely fell into this set. They were clueless as to how blind that they really were. They thought they could see everything about God so clearly. They were puffed up on so much knowledge about the scriptures, but they had very little understanding of God's character and not a whole lot of heart. The Pharisees were convinced that they were a guide for the blind, Uh, Romans 2.9, check that out. But Jesus in Matthew 15 says about the Pharisees, leave them, they are blind guides. If the blind lead the blind, both will fall into a pit. And then directly to their faces, Jesus calls out the Pharisees and he tells them that they are blind guides. That's in Matthew 23. The truth hurts, you guys. Jesus actually tells the Pharisees that they are blind over and over again in that chapter of Matthew 23. He was shining a light on their hypocrisy. Uh, They were the epitome of holier than thou. They they were self-serving, had stingy hearts. Uh, They had eyes and they thought they saw clearly, but they couldn't see. In their blindness, the Pharisees actually did more harm than good. They tried to convince others who had their eyes fixed on Jesus that they were in the wrong, not seeing the correct version of God. In John 9, 39, Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world so that the blind will see and those who see will become blind. Then in verse 40, some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and said, What? Are are we blind too? And Jesus said, If you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim that you can see, your guilt remains. The Pharisees' attempts at persuading others to see things the way that they see them, the right way, makes me think of putting on someone else's glasses. To them, they see clearly. But to your eyes, with the wrong prescription applied, everything is much blurrier. So when we take advice from someone who isn't looking from God's perspective or has a fuzzy idea of who God is, maybe they're more worldly than they are godly, it's like borrowing their glasses and seeing even less clearly than you did before. But God knows how to perfect our vision when we focus on Him. He knows how to focus our attention on Him when we look so that we can actually see clearly. Physical eyesight is a funny thing, you know. Um, Once those of us without perfect vision get corrective lenses, we see much better immediately. But then as the years go on, our eyesight gets worse and worse. Eventually, we need a stronger prescription, maybe bifocals, trifocals. Uh, I remember as a kid, uh, we were told to eat carrots, and that might improve our vision. That didn't work for me. It didn't work for any of you guys. 
my son's ophthalmologist has told us about a new oral drug that they're testing in China and Japan that supposedly slows the progression of myopia. Who knew? And then how our screen time is just making our eyesight that much worse, that much faster. But no matter what, our physical eyes get worse and worse and deteriorate over time. But this is not true of spiritual sight, or it doesn't have to be. Spiritual sight can actually improve if you're intentional about making it better. So once you realize that you are blind spiritually, that you're not seeing clearly as the Lord would have you see, that you don't have 20-20 vision when it comes to the things of God, your vision can actually improve over time. You have to realize it first. You can train your spiritual eyes to look and to see by daily relying on God, getting into his word, learning more and more about his character, your spiritual vision not only strengthens, but you shine a light for others to see Jesus more clearly as well. The eyes are a lamp to the body. They both see light and they reflect that light to others. This way, the way that we see ourselves and others and God, we see more clearly when we focus on Jesus and eternal things. All those worldly things get put into a right perspective. And from God's perspective, we can truly begin to see. It's been said that the eye is the window to the heart or the inner being of a person. Here's where the rest of the parable makes sense. Um, that body's lamp, it determines if the whole body is full of light or darkness based on whether the eye is healthy. So if that window to your soul is clouded or dirty, has a fingerprint on it, <laughs> if it's misshapen in any way, that light's gonna be deflected and sight gets diminished. So how we see things, the lens that we see life through, if you would, that affects our inner life, that affects our thought life, that changes who we are over time. Our vision of what is true, what is noble, what is right, pure, lovely, admirable, that vision can be warped by wearing the wrong glasses. But when we focus on the things of God and the truth and his word, everything comes into sharp focus and we see clearly the way that he designed us to see and intended for us to see from his worldview. So I don't want us to settle for less than 2020 when it comes to spiritual sight. So first we have to determine how healthy our spiritual sight is right now. The challenge is to fearlessly examine ourselves to see if we are living according to right principles or if we might be misguided by the wrong lenses. How's your spiritual eyesight today? Are you at 2020 or more like 20 over 500? I don't want anyone out there cheating yourselves by just memorizing the chart, right? Thinking that you've got God's best for you when he actually wants you to see his power, mercy, and goodness so clearly for yourself. He wants you to have 20-20 spiritual vision. Now we can begin improving our spiritual vision by praying every day. I'm gonna give you some practical things. Praying every day. Write down what you're praying for. Ask others to join you in prayer, that's so helpful. And then go back every so often and see how the Lord's answered those prayers. You can actually see him work in your life. Find yourself a prayer partner who will pray for you. It doesn't have to be an official prayer partner, <laughs> just a praying person, a guy or gal of the same gender who can hear you out, pray you up, and encourage you to stay the course with God's Holy Spirit leading you along the way. Another way to improve your spiritual eyesight is to get in the Word daily. This is a daily, a daily practice. A group of prayer partners and I, 
we're reading through the Bible together this year on the YouVersion app, and today it is day 194 of 365, and I can tell you this, it is so much better to read with friends, to keep you accountable, discuss what you're reading, we ask questions, we can better understand what's going on, what we're reading in the Bible. And Life Groups is another great way to study your Bible. We can get really deep and learn a lot in Life Group. Shout out to my Life Group family. You guys are awesome. Um, definitely we get a sharper vision uh, by meeting together and studying the Bible with friends. Um, another way to sharpen your vision is to commit to praying during the 21 days of prayer. Like I said earlier, we're going to be giving out those devotional books in a couple weeks and switching our focus on TNT to praying for our ones during those 21 days before the relaunch. We're also going to be using the prayers from the prayer devotional to send out as a 7 a.m. prayer text. And just in case you have no idea what I'm talking about, since the beginning of the pandemic, the pastoral care team has been texting people at 7 a.m. every morning to start the day with a prayer. It's lovely. Um, if you're interested in receiving 7 a.m. prayer texts, you can email us. Uh, the pastoral care team is available at PC at newhopechurch.tv, PC, like pastoral care, at newhopechurch.tv. Um, we'll happily add you to that uh, 7 a.m. prayer text, but uh, we've been starting every morning in prayer in that way. Um, and another way, uh, th this is a challenge, you guys. Um, jump in and pray for other people. It is a great encouragement to see how God answers those prayers and to be challenged myself. Um, I'm speaking, speaking personally. Uh, I have seen God do so many things by walking with somebody, praying with somebody, seeing how God works things out in their life. It is truly life-changing. So if you're, if you are a praying kind of person, we would love to talk to you about becoming a prayer partner, um, getting on the pastoral care team. If you just want to get plugged in to serve and volunteer at church, that's another great way to sharpen your vision um, for how to see from God's perspective. So here's the, the main point. Focusing on God before and during and after your day, every day, that's a great way to improve your spiritual sight. It doesn't have to get worse over time. It can get better. Keep your body's lamp healthy and full of light and don't be one of those that was predicted in Isaiah 6, 9. When they look, they don't really see. Okay. <laughs> That's your challenge for the day. Uh, let me close this out in prayer, guys. Uh, Lord, I thank you so much for just vision and giving us eyesight in the first place, Lord, physically, um, but also spiritually, God, that we would have our hearts uh, focused on you in such a way that it is clear and crisp and sharp and we can see um, from your from your heart uh, to our lives how much you love us and how beautiful your salvation is, Lord. Um, thank you for helping us to grow and, um, and get better every day. Lord, we lift up our ones to you and we uh, pray your hand over them as, as maybe their fuzzy focus gets into um, uh, better understanding that, that they might be looking at things from a distance, but when they truly start to see um, that they could see you reflected in how we live our lives. So let us be a good representation of you um, to our ones. And I just pray for our church family, Lord, that we would be ready and equipped, um, that this relaunch would bring a great harvest and that you would help us to keep our eyes fixed on you, the author and perfecter of our faith. Uh, we love you, Lord. I pray blessings on this day. And let us have a great Tuesday in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All righty, guys. Thanks for joining us on TNT today. We're going to see you back here on Thursday for our next devotional. Love y'all. Bye.